0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti, and I am one half of the Socks in the Basement team. Me and my buddy Dave have been friends for over four decades, grew up across the street from each other, and we started this podcast about two years ago, bringing you 30 minutes of Socks each and every week, the show for fans by fans. But now in the middle of a pandemic and baseball on hold, we thought to ourselves, how do we bring baseball to people? And that's where you get the White Sox simulated season. Each and every game, just follow the schedule. We will do the best we can to give you what would have been and what will be eventually when the White Sox and Major League Baseball return. We've had former pro players, beat reporters, fan groups like Section 108, and many, many more join us. You never know who's going to pop in during a game. And so far this season, we've had a winning team. The White Sox have played in five different series, They have won four of them two out of three games, only dropping two to the Mariners last week, and now they get a quick three-game series on the road against Kansas City before coming home for seven. It will be Lucas Giolito against the hated Brad Keller, as seven different White Sox arrive today with an OPS over 900, and Tim Anderson is in a battle with the rookie Luis Robert for the lead in stolen bases across the majors. Let's waste no more time. It's out to the ballpark in Kansas City for a White Sox simulated game from Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxintheBasement.com. Welcome to Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City as the White Sox begin their first of three against the Kansas City Royals. A quick road trip here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before going home for four against the Rangers and three against these Royals. The White Sox come in nine and six. The Royals are at the bottom of the AL Central with 11 losses so far. Brad Keller comes in. This is his fourth start. He's got no record but a 3.79 earned run average over 19 innings with 17 hits given up along with six walks and 13 strikeouts. As Tim Anderson steps in hitting 359. and these two are bitter rivals, personal rivals. And this is a rivalry between two franchises as Anderson rips this one down the first baseline foul, nice play made by the ball boy, and he is 0-1. Remember last year, there was the famous Anderson bat flip against Keller, and things have been exchanged since then on Twitter. As a high four seam fastball, makes the count one and one. The Royals are four and eleven in the cellar of the Central to start the season. The White Sox took two out of three from them to start off the season in Chicago. So by the end of next week, these teams will have already played nine games against each other as this one is flared out in the left center field, trailing back towards the track, the play is made and Anderson is retired. Hung up there for a while, the wind seemed to have it. It is blowing from right to left if you're standing at home plate. But pushing out towards left field, you may see a home run or two clear the wall in that left center field gap. Mancada steps in, batting lefty against the righty Keller, takes a strike. 0-1 the count. Texas is our next opponent. They are playing New York at home today. This one is lifted down the third baseline, foul into the stands. And Moncada is quickly 0-2. Keller with the wind and the pitch. Inside swung on slider. It was not in the zone. Moncada chases it in on the knees. And Keller has his first strikeout of the game. This White Sox simulated season every game is brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park, a Southside tradition at 33rd and Princeton. Right now, you can support them and get some great food. Check out the menu and do your ordering either on Grubhub or at Park.com. They are the proud sponsors of Sox in the Basement, and we will be sticking it out together through thick and thin until the world gets back to some semblance of normal. Jose Abreu has been on a slight decline over the last week. The average has dipped below 300 for the first time since the first game of the season, and he is quickly 1-1 one one against Keller hitting 295. This one's an outside slider taken for a ball, 2-1 the count with two outs here on the top of the first. Keller stares in, and the pitch on the way. High and inside, four-seam fastball. 3-1 and one the count with Grandal on deck and two outs here in the first. The offering from Keller. Swung on and over the head of the second baseman for a base hit in the right field. On the one hop, it's picked up and scooped and sent back to second. And Abreu's on first with the first hit of this ballgame. Two outs in the top of the first. Now Yosemite Grandal comes in and hitting from the left side takes a fastball outside 1-0. Grandal has three home runs hitting 217 on the year. But has been getting RBIs in bunches, finding his way to get the hit when it matters. This one's fouled off his counterpart behind the plate. One one the count. The pitch from Keller, inside, swung on, four-seam fastball. One and two. Rusty Valentine behind the plate today. Pretty good crowd here on a Monday for the Royals, especially with that record they have early on. Inside pitch, chopped back to the backstop. One and two, it remains. Keller, Keller. About to throw his 16th pitch of the inning. And here it is. Swung on and sent in the right field. It's going to be a tough play, but made by a charging right fielder. So, midway through the first, there is no score. Lucas Giolito has three starts under his belt, and he's 1-1. One one, but that ERA is at 5.52, and the whip is at 1.57. He's only pitched 14 and two-thirds innings. With 14 hits, 9 walks, and 13 strikeouts. So he has struggled, wearing the road uni with long black sleeves underneath, coming out to the wrist. A lot of the players doing that today. It is chilly, although sunny here in Kansas City. Rondal with the first sign to Giolito and the pitch on the way, and this one is foul back, a four-seam fastball in on the zone. Owen won the count. Mondesi will lead it off here. El DiBerto Mondesi, to be exact, hitting 267. And the pitch from Giolito. Swung on and missed, the changeup tailing away. White Sox currently tied, if you look at percentage points, basically, with the Indians. A game and a half behind the Twins, although the Indians have played two more games. The Sox are 9-6, the Indians are 10-7. The 0-2 pitch. Swung on and sent out into shallow center field. Coming in quickly is Larry Garcia, who's playing center today for the resting Luis Robert. That's really the only notable substitution today. Is Garcia's out in the center? Mendick, as you know, has been moved into the second base spot on the regular to give Garcia the opportunity to spell guys. And he'll basically be in the lineup six out of seven days, most likely, but moving around. Gordon hitting 328 takes a high and outside fastball. Want to know the count? He is six for 30 lifetime against Giolito. Interesting thing about these White Sox simulated games, MLB The Show seems to have decided that Giolito hates his manager, hates the state of Illinois, and doesn't like what he's being paid. So he's moody, which is kind of hurting his performance. The game handicaps him as a result of this. It doesn't mean he's bad, but if you're wondering why the guy has had a hard time getting through six, it could be because of this ridiculous part of the simulation that we don't have any control over. 2-1 the count right now to Gordon. Everybody else is doing just fine, but MLB The Show thinks that Lucas is moody. This one is grounded to Anderson and sent over to Encarnacion, who's playing first base, second straight day, that he is filling in at first while Abreu DHs. And Whit Merrifield comes up hitting 2-10, but already has three long ones in this season. There's two outs of the bottom of the first. Giolito delivers a four-seam fastball to Letters, taken for a ball. Merrifield is two for 28 lifetime against Giolito. Swings at a curveball that dives out of the zone, one and one the count. It's a pretty day. It's a cold day. And it's going to turn to evening at some point. The pitch from Giolito swung on and fouled down the line, third baseline. We will reset one and two. The pitch in the dirt taken for a ball, two and two the count. Threw a fastball that just hit the glove right at the feet. Of Grandal and may have bounced this one is charged down the third base line a great play by Mancada, running back over his shoulder if it would have fallen it would have been a base hit and it would have rolled but he gets quickly back and running back behind third base grabs this one for the out so the Royals went 1-2-3 and Encarnacion hitting 269 with five homers and nine RBIs on the season will lead off the second inning for the White Sox Sox wearing the road grays, head to toe. And Karnasian keeps a shin guard on his front leg, which is his left leg in the batter's box. Keller throws one outside for ball one. The second pitch swung on and sent back into the upper deck behind home plate. One and one the count. If you've never been to Kauffman Stadium, it is a very weird layout for a ballpark as this one is low and inside at the ankles, two and one the count. The upper deck behind home plate is like the highest point in the stadium with the most amount of seats. Then the upper deck gets lower as you head out to foul poles and then there is no upper deck in the outfield and not a lot of seating. Three and two to count now it goes full with Jimenez on deck. There's waterfalls of course out there but the thing that I never realized until I saw for the first time is that it's right next to Arrowhead where the Chiefs play. This one's chopped straight up the middle, the shift was on so the second baseman was standing right behind second base. He'll take it on two hops and get it over to first for the 4-3 putout. The scoreboard is ginormous in the crown out in the center field. And what they also don't show a lot on TV is there's a huge kids section behind the outfield concourse. And they have a lot of craft beer here. In fact, that revolution zone that sits in guaranteed rate field was clearly a copy of the exact same thing down the exact same line in the exact same portion of the ballpark here in Kauffman Stadium. Jimenez is 1-1 one and one with one out in the top of the second to pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a slider to dip below his knees. The chases, although it looked like it was going to be in the zone the entire time, and Keller into the line in the pitch. This one is chopped down the third baseline, foul. Just foul. The 1-2 pitch to Jimenez Outside, forcing fastballs, two and two the count. Keller and the line, the pitch. This one is out to the right center field gap. It will get down for a hit and cut off before it can get to the wall. Jimenez will just trot in the first base and take the signal. The Sox have a base runner on for the second straight inning. This time, instead of with two outs, it's with one. And Mazzara steps in with Keller delivering. Outside portion of the plate, a slider taken for a strike. Mazzara is hitting 233 with a home run and six RBIs and has been sharing some of his time with Engel, although he is in right field more. The pitch. This one is chopped back, foul. When asking Renteria, is this a straight platoon? He said, no, there are going to be times when Engel is out there playing another position and Mazzara's fresh, so he'll stay in there against lefties. But all things being equal, he tends to want to go to Engel now over Mazzara against left handed pitchers. And Mazzara's not doing great against righties although he has had a few moments over this weekend a big double and a seesaw game That gave the White Sox their second win over the twins Which was good because they lost big yesterday in the rain the 1-2 pitch This one's chopped down the third base line and we will reset Keller sitting on 32 pitches here in the top of the second with one out delivers inside taken for a ball close pitch Mazzara lays off a slider at the knees 2-2 2-2 two and two the count, Keller gets the sign, he's working quickly as Jimenez takes a slight lead. This one is chopped down the first baseline, but also foul. and that one is fouled back, a high slider, try to see if he can get over his bat, Mazzara came up and got it, fouled it off. The next one is lifted deep into right center field, they're going to get back and make a big play at the wall, Jimenez retreats back to first base. I think he came off the bag because he thought they might get down before the fielders could get there. But in the end, it looked easy. Ball hung up there for a while. And Uri Garcia hitting eighth today. Steps in hitting 262, and takes one outside a changeup. Want to know the count with Jimenez on first. Two outs here in the top of the second. The pitch from Keller. Chopped down the third base line. One and one the count. I think my goal for this game as a fan is that I want to see Lucas Giolito have a good game much like Dylan Cease did the other day and had his first really good appearance. That one's taken for a ball, 2-1. and one. I actually want that more than win or lose. This one's into the gap. Left center field, tailing back. It is going to bounce and go over the wall. That should be a ground rule double. They did not rule it a ground rule double. Now the runner's going to come around and score, and Garcia's in a third, and the Royals are angry. That ball hit the ground and went over the yellow line. It clearly went over the yellow line, and it hit... The railing that would be out of play, and it came back in, but that is over the yellow line in the outfield, and the umpires missed the play. Jimenez comes all the way around from first base as the Royals were pulling up in the outfield, thinking that's a ground rule double, and then realized it was not ruled that. The White Sox get a break and get a runner on third, and Mendick takes the first pitch, 1-0 the count, and a chance to add another one with Garcia, officially scored with a triple. This one is outside 2-0. The fans giving it to the umps on this one, and I understand it. Even as a White Sox fan, that's a ground roll double. And instead, it goes for a triple, and the game continues. Anderson's on deck hitting 354 as this count goes to 3-0. Keller's more concerned about the bad call and may walk Mendick here. This one's a get-me-over fastball, 3-1 the count. Mendick taking it all the way. Danny Mendick's hitting 154. When he was given the starting roll, he was hitting 100 points higher. A high fastball at the letter is taken for a strike. The count goes full with two outs here on the top of the second. Garcia leads down the third base line, the pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped down the first base line, foul into the camera well. 1-0 White Sox, top of the second. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled down the first base line into the stands. Mendick now fighting. He was 3-0 and then took pitches to get himself to 3-2. Now this one's outside. He takes ball four. 4 fastball that was outside and also low. Keller misses, pounds the glove, and walks behind the mound as his nemesis, Tim Anderson, who's 0 for 1, comes up with first and third and two outs in the top of the second. The pitch, inside, on the hands, taken for a ball. It was almost a brushback pitch, but Anderson didn't really move. The next pitch, inside, in the zone, forcing fastball, one and one the count, as it was taken. Anderson always looks like he wants something big against Keller. The distaste is real, as this one is fouled off to the backstop, 1-2 and two now. Two outs, top of the second, first and third the pitch. Inside taken at the knees, Forcing fastball, the count goes even at two. Keller grabs the rosin bag, takes his time staring in. The 2-2 pitch. Check swing, they're going to say he went around. Anderson will be thrown out at first, as they also said the ball hit the dirt. So it's a drop third strike strikeout of Tim Anderson on a check swing on a low pitch. With the White Sox lead midway through the second 1-0. Lucas Giolito only needed 12 pitches in the first inning. And Jorge Soler, the four hitter in the lineup for the Royals hitting under 200 at 196 with a home run, steps in and Giolito readies to pitch to the right-handed hitter. And that first pitch is the outside corner strike on a four seam fastball, 0-1 the count. Giolito working quickly tosses the grandal this one's outside same type of pitch did not get the call One and one the count the pitch This one sent out to right field is going to tail away from Mazzara, and it's going to get to the wall It's going to be easy double. He's got to get in quick to hold the runner to two. He will There was a shift on it had Mazzara in right center field, and Solaire is standing on second as that ball's still heading into the relay man, but he was like, nope, I'm not a fast guy these days. But a long way for Mazzaro to go to go get that ball is it ended up hitting the wall before he could get to it. And it landed about midway in the outfield, and then just rolled because there was nobody out there. It was like a golf shot, looked like one of my golf shots when I think it's straight, and it just tails off to the right. That's what that hit was. Change-up misses low, 1-0 the count now to Sal Perez. Perez spent all of last year injured and returns here in 2020. Chop foul down the first baseline, 1-1. One one. Solaire with a reasonable lead at second. Giolito's not paying a lot of attention. This one has popped up straight up. Grandal standing in the batter's box with Perez getting out of the way makes the catch. And there's one out now on the bottom of the second. Ryan O'Hearn steps in. He's hitting 167. He has three home runs. He hit one against us opening weekend. Giolito Takes a quick look at Solera's second and delivers. This one is sent out to the left center field gap and it's going back. And that is gonna hit the wall. One run is in. O'Hearn will hold it second. We are lucky that stayed in. I thought it was gonna go over. It hits the top of the wall. Garcia plays it off the top of the wall and gets it in quickly. There was a throw home, but he was in easily. Ball does not get there until after Solaire has crossed the plate. The runner held it second. The throw-in didn't change where he was gonna end up. The game is tied at one, with one out in the bottom of the second. Mikhail Franco, hitting 321 with two homers and eight RBIs, steps in against Giolito. Lucas has given up two solid hits now in this inning. This slider's outside, one and one. Franco in the last three games had three doubles and knocked in five. One's chopped foul back to the backstop. One and two, the count. O'Hearn leads off of second with a good lead. Swung out and missed on a 12 to 6 curveball. He makes Franco look silly on that swing. Two outs with Anderson Miller hitting 375 in limited action. The lefty steps in and the pitch on the way. Inside taken. One and oh, the count as the sun starts to set here in Kansas City. A pretty pink sky with the clouds. And the 1-0 pitch is fouled off down the third base line. Giolito sticking with sliders and four-seam fastballs, going to the curveball every once in a while. This one is lifted out in the right. Mazzara is going to take a couple steps towards the line and catch this one easily. So O'Hearn gives it a ride, and luckily it stays in the park. But that double ties the game up. And after two, we are knotted up at one here in KC. Juan Moncada will lead off the top of the third inning, with Keller having to pitch 53 pitches just to get through the first two innings. And pitch number 54 is fouled off into the stands, third base side. Moncada's 0 for 1. Keller looks in, and the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer, 0-2 the count. The pitch. This one's in the same spot. He holds off on it, looks back at the ump. Seems to be confused as to why that one was called a strike. So that means he thought he swung at a ball. Turns out he was swinging at a strike in the second pitch. Because the third one was taken for strike three. Three pitches, one out for Keller, who needs to be effective this inning. He intends to go deep. Abreu's one for one steps into the first one, swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball right down the middle. Keller, the righty, to the righty Abreu. The pitch. Inside taken for a ball, one and one. Next pitch is Flair down the first baseline, stay fair, it will not, it will hit just to the foul side out in right field. One and two on the long strike. This next one is a high four-seam fastball taken for a ball, two and two the count. Keller quickly working, inside two-seam fastball, three and two. Rondahl stands on deck, Keller has some words towards home plate, holding his hand out like that's a that's a ball? Where's the strike zone? So both teams have been a little confused by the strike zone so far here in this game. Although, from up here, it looks like it's it's fairly consistent. It's a little bigger. The borderline calls are going to the pitchers. This one's fouled off, and the next one, an outside slider swung on and missed. Abreu chase ball four. The fourth strikeout for Keller. And The Sox already have two outs here in the top of the third. Gasmani Grandal steps in 0 for 1. Brad Keller tries to make him 0 for 2. This one, high four-seam fastball taken for a ball, 1-0. If I had to guess the strike zone, imagine the box, but if it's low and it's borderline, if it's inside-outside and it's borderline, it's going for a strike. Running along the same line high seems to be going for a ball. So it's slightly adjusted from what it actually may be, but not that badly. A 2-0 pitch popped up. Second baseman is just going to take one step, catch that one as it lands into his glove, and the socks go down 1-2-3. Midway through the third, we're knotted up at one here in Kansas City. 1-1 ball game. bottom of the third. Kelvin Gutierrez comes up for his first at-bat of the season. He has not got any playing time, just came up from the minors. He will lay off a curveball outside portion of the plate, 1-0. and The pitch from Giolito. Down at the knees, ball two, and 2-0. Lucas delivers. Outside curve ball taken for a strike, 2-1 and the count. Giolito into the wind to Grandal. Low outside corner taken for a ball, 3-1 and the count with Mondesi on deck. Lucas has had an issue getting through five innings this year. He has not been going deep into games. Inside, four-seam fastball taken for a strike. The count goes full. No outs in the bottom of the third. Game tied up at one. This will be pitch number 32 for Giolito. That one is fouled off down the first baseline. You want to get the number nine hitter when you lead off an inning. Especially when the guy doesn't have a batting average yet. This one's lifted out in the center field. Garcia is going to move over towards left a little. Get underneath it. Can of corn. That's the first out of the inning. Folks, let me tell you a little bit about family waterproofing solutions. You've heard me talk about them before. Ken and Maria... Ken's a veteran of the U.S. Marines and they shut down for a while even though they were deemed an essential business but now at this point they're back to work and the reason they're back to work is they have now figured out exactly how to do this to keep you and your family safe and still perform and give you the amazing service that they give you as Mondesi steps in and takes a curveball for strike one 0-1 he's 2 for 21 lifetime against Lucas Giolito And the lefty awaits the next pitch and it's swung on and fouled back, 0-2 the count. Here's what you do. Give them a call. Go to their website. Video conference with them if you really want to. They'd be happy to do that. They can look at and diagnose things without having to be there. And when they do show up, trust me, they will have your best interest and theirs in mind. They want to keep their workers safe. They want to keep you safe. That's a strikeout on the outside corner looking. Giolito has his second strikeout of the game and his second out of the inning him a little fist pump there. He's starting to feel it, and that's good. The lefty, Alex Gordon, steps in 0-for-1. Pitch number 38 from Giolito is an inside four-seam fastball taken for ball one. Gordon's 0-for-1 with a ground out in the first inning. Details in the commercial that will immediately follow this inning. Get your pen and paper ready, and remember to ask them about all the deals they have for Socks in the Basement listeners. And get some money off and get some free things. All you got to do is mention Socks in the Basement. One and one after that pitch is fouled off. Two outs, Bob and a third. Sox and Royals tied at one. Gordon lays off a circle change. Two and one the count. Giolito delivers. Fouled off down the first baseline. Two and two. Lucas into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and missed on a circle change, tailing away and out of the zone, low at the knees. So after three, we're knotted up still at one with the White Sox coming up in Kansas City. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now, after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do, are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Edwin Encarnacion steps up to the plate. He's playing first base today, as the Royals already have a lefty and a righty warming in the pen. And that is because, here in the top of the fourth, their starting pitcher already has 66 pitches. And it's a close game, and I don't think they want to let this one get away. Inside slider taken for a strike. Eric Soglund and Jesse Hahn, the lefty and the righty respectively, warming up. The 0-1 count to the 0-1 Encarnacion, and the pitch on the way. High and outside, 1-1. Minnesota leading Toronto 1-0 here in the fourth in Canada. This one's fouled off the backstop, 1-2. The pitch. Swung on and missed an outside slider out of the zone. Encarnacion has demonstrated all season long that if a pitcher wants to knock him out and go for strike three, he will dive for outside low pitches if you can get them the tail away. He, he sees them and seems to fall for that with two strikes, but not fall for it at other points in the count. As Jimenez steps in one for one and takes a fastball down the middle 0-1. Oh He's got the average up now to 269 after being in a brutal slump. And remember, he hit well against the Royals on opening weekend as this one is charged out in the right center field. It is carrying back to the wall. It will land at the track. Scooped up. They will not get the ball in quick enough to stop Jimenez from getting into second base. Standing. He's got his second double of the year and is standing on second base with one out here in the top of the fourth. And Nomar Mazzara, 0-1 so far, comes up to the plate. This one is low and outside on a changeup. One and zero. Mazara's is hitting 227. Flew out in the second inning. Zion's base percentage is under 300, so he has some work to do at the plate. Batting in the seven spot right now for the White Sox. The pitch on the way. Outside, missed. Four-seam fastball. Two and zero. Now, even with all those stats, let me tell you this: with runners in scoring position, Mazara's is hitting 333. He's had some big hits, and he's driven in his runs in key moments. This would be a good one to take the lead. Inside pitch taken for a ball 3-0. Now, Renteria has generally put the stop sign on his hitters when they're 3-0 unless you are one of his stars. Mazzara is not that. This pitch comes in and he takes a fastball, thigh level, 3-1 the count. Jimenez continues to take a healthy lead at second, not too much. Keller looks at him and now delivers. Swung on and missed on a four-seam fastball inside and at the knees. Would have been borderline, would it have been a ball or a strike had he not swung. The count is full, one out in the top of the fourth with the runner on second. The pitch to Mazzaro. Swung on and fouled off down the third base line. He's protecting there on a pitch low in the zone. Keller checks the runner and delivers. Swung on and chopped the third. Franco looked Jimenez back to second and still was able to make the play over at first base. So it goes 5-3. to three. The runner stuck at second base, and Leary Garcia, who has a triple with an RBI, comes up. And the guy he knocked in last time is the guy standing on second base. So maybe we'll get a repeat, as Keller gets ready for pitch number 80 here in the top of the fourth inning, and is fouled off, 0-1 with two outs in the top of the fourth. Garcia playing center in this game for Luis Robert, chops this one to third, a slow roller. It'll be a close play at first, but he will not get there. Runner is out, and the inning is over. little frustrated is Garcia. Midway through the 4th, tied up at 1. Folks, this White Sox simulated game is brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. Check them out on Grubhub or go direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com. Great burgers, great sandwiches, great wraps, great salads. You get some dogs, you get some wings, just like being at the ballpark. Check out all the different types of fries and fried foods and the cheese curds. It's amazing. Check out their menu today and support a local business. This one is chopped over to Mancada at third base and quickly, one pitch, one out. As Merrifield goes down, there's one out in the bottom of the fourth. Soler comes up, one for one with a double and a run scored. The righty waits for Giolito's delivery, and here it is. Outside, curveball taken. Solaire started with the Chicago Cubs, and for a time was considered to be one of their higher prospects. But things didn't work out very well. He goes to Kansas City, gets a change of scenery, And last year, had a really nice season. His best one to date. Stands in now, trying to build on that. The count goes to 2-1 on an inside curve after Soler fouls one off. Giolito takes the hat off, wipes the brow. Stands on the mound for a second, loosening the arm. He's got 47 pitches here with one out in the bottom of the fourth. And the pitch on the way. Check swing. I thought he went. The umpire does not agree with me. So, three and one on an inside pitch taken. The pitch from Giolito. This one is chopped up the middle. Mendick is going to get it and get it over to first. He was on a shift, so lined up close to second base. He was able to take one step towards the shortstop side, grab that with his glove, pivot, and get Soler easily. So, two outs in the bottom of the fourth as Sal Perez comes up, 0 for 1. And Giolito gets ready for pitch number 50 in this ballgame. The righty waits for the righties pitch, it is high. Ball one, 1-0 the count. Perez had a solo shot in his last game. He was one for four yesterday. The pitch, outside fastball taken 2-0. and Giolito's misses this inning have been very close to the zone. I'm not saying they were strikes, but he isn't missing badly. The pitch on the way, high and inside 3-0. and He is getting squeezed right now by an umpire who has had a bigger zone earlier in this game. The pitch from Giolito, that one is fouled back on a four-seam fastball down the middle. Perez had the green light on 3-0 and just missed one. The next one on the way, outside corner, they're gonna give him ball four on a curveball. Giolito stares in with his pitching hand on his hip. Walked almost to the plate, staring at the umpire on that call, and he has a point. Does that look like a strike? That got a lot of the zone. He's getting squeezed right now from an umpire that has had a pretty big zone today. Now with two outs, he's got to run around here on the bottom of the fourth, and his kryptonite has been two outs. In all of his starts in the fourth and fifth inning, he has run into two-out situations where he cruises through the first two outs and then gets himself into a jam and gives up runs. This pitch is inside 1-0. The umpire squeezing Giolito continues. Circle change fouled off 1-1 the count. A lefty hitter in O'Hearn who gave one a ride the last time, he lays off a changeup well outside the zone, 2-1. and one. Lucas, working more this inning than he has in the previous innings, luckily there is not a big stealing threat on first, and he can focus on O'Hearn. This one's inside and low for a ball 3-1, and one, with Franco on deck. After what O'Hearn did the last time up, Giolito's not going to make a mistake here if he can help it, so he's going to nibble. This one is drilled to short, gets underneath Anderson's glove as he dives towards the third base side. Jimenez gets it in quickly. Runner will hold at second. First and second now. Anderson gave it his best shot. Gets right underneath his glove as he's diving for the ball. A little bit slow on the reaction. So now with two outs in the bottom of the fourth and the game knotted up at one, Franco comes up with two on. The first pitch is on the outside portion of the plate for a strike on a four-seam fastball. He struck out in the second inning. He's hitting 315 right now with two homers and eight RBIs. Giolito's now pitched 60 pitches as he sits here in the bottom of the fourth with two outs. Outside four-seam fastball a little bit higher, taken, 0-2 the count. Franco's hitting 364 with runners in scoring position. The runner on second leads the pitch. Inside corner and he got the call. Franco looks back, questioning the call, but let's be honest. There were a lot of strikes not called in that inning. Lucas Giolito will take that one and look good to me. End of four, tied at one. Brad Keller does not make it into the fifth inning. And Eric Soglum, he's 0-2 over two games with six innings pitched. So he comes in, he pitches for a couple innings, and he normally loses. This would be a good situation to do the same to him. Danny Mendick comes in hitting 154 at the bottom of the lineup. The first pitch of the fifth inning is fouled off. The 0-1 pitch to Mendick from the lefty. Low, 1-1. One one. Toronto now leads Minnesota 2-1 in the fifth. Is this is a high inside fastball taken, 2-1 the count. Houston leading Tampa Bay and Tampa, 2-0. Inside changeup taken, 3-1 the count with Anderson on deck. The Yankees beating up on the Rangers in Texas, 8-0 right now. Aaron Judge has a three-run home run. High pitch laid off. He walked him on five pitches. And Mendick goes down to first base. And Tim Anderson comes up 0-2. we got a lefty and a righty out in the pen. Han, the righty, who the White Sox have seen already this year, continues the warm. And a new lefty is up. We'll try to get a name for you quickly. Runner on first. No outs. Top of the fifth. The first pitch to Anderson is fouled off into the stands. On a liner. First base side. The lefty delivers. This one is down the first baseline and will hook foul. Staying on the field. Quickly Anderson is 0-2. And the pitch. Swung on and missed. He chased a four-seam fastball out of the zone. So TA, 0 for 3 in this game, goes down swinging. And Mendick remains on first. Moncada will be up now with a Brayu behind him. As the Royals rely on a lefty out of the bullpen as they turn this thing over early to their bullpen. And a curveball is low in take and taken, 1-0 the count. Moncada's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. That's from the left side of the plate. He now hits righty against the left-handed pitcher. As the sun is now set, and the lights are on here, on Monday night in Kansas City, the pitch. Inside, fastball at the knees, taken for a strike. Mancada has six RBIs over his last four games, and has been playing very well, with the exception of his first three or four games of the season. He has been very consistent, Played good defense and brought some offense this one is in between the first and second baseman Mendick had to jump over the ball As it went under his feet he advances the second on a single by Mancada, And it's first and second with one out in the top of the fifth for Jose Abreu and Suclum Looks back at second and delivers This one is lifted into center field get down. It will be caught a Very good play coming in from center field at full speed Miller Makes an amazing play in center that I thought was going to get down for a hit. He would have put everybody on a base. It was so shallow, it didn't feel like the runner would score from second. Instead, there was a second out. As Grandal, a switch hitting catcher, also hits from the right side of the plate now. And takes an inside pitch for a strike, 0-1 with two outs on the top of the fifth and two on. This one is low, below the knees. Changeup, 1-1 one one the count. Top of the fifth, two outs, 1-1 score here in Kansas City. The lefty reliever throws one inside, swung on and missed, tailing inside towards his feet, but still in the zone. And Grandal is 1-2. The crowd gets up to root for their hometown team. This one just misses on the outside corner, a four-seam fastball, 2-2. Two two. Grandal's is 0-2 today. Again, both of those were from the other side of the batter's box. He now stands in, looking to get a hit. And untie this ball game. The pitch swung on and fouled off down the first base line. Mendick led off with a walk. After Anderson struck out, Mancada got a single. Then a Abreu fly out. This one is chopped back. The Abreu fly out I thought was going to fall in. A great play by Miller in center field. The 2-2 pitch now on the way. Swung on, he dove outside of the zone to get it. It's going to be a tough play at second, but he will get it over in time second baseman was playing way back on the grass and had to run over and get it turn pivot and throw but he will get Grandal. so midway through the fifth we remain tied at one in Kansas City it's the 9 and 6 White Sox against the 4 and 11 Kansas City Royals but records don't matter all the time especially early in the season And this is not up going into the bottom of the fifth inning folks I want to remind you you get the box scores updated stats, and a wrap-up every day after you listen to this game from the world-famous Sox on 35th blog. As Giolito delivers, and this one is chopped down the first baseline foul. He died in the grass before he even got to where Abreu was standing. 0-1 pitch to Anderson Miller. This one is lifted out into left field. Jimenez will run over a little towards left center, put his glove up, and easily put this one away. And there's quickly one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Kelvin Gutierrez steps up 0-for-1, the nine-hitter in this lineup. And Giolito goes into the line quickly. High four-seam fastball taken for a ball, 1-0. Gutierrez was picked up from the Nationals in a deal in 2018. And he takes a four-seam fastball down the middle, 1-1 the count. Rangers continue to get beat up by the Yankees in the fifth inning. As Giolito goes into the wind and delivers, outside for seamer on the corner goes for a strike. One and two. Sixty-seven pitches for Giolito. Forty-two of them were called or would have been called a strike. One and two count. The pitch foul back. The count remains at one and two. The Braves winning in the fifth in New York against the Mets, three to nothing. The high four-seam fastball is laid off. Two and two. The count. And Milwaukee leading at home against the Phillies, 4-2 in the fifth inning. Chopped over towards the third base side. Third base coach will make the play. And the next pitch is a slider outside. 3-2 the count goes full. Deberto Mondesi stands on deck. But Giolito would like to get this number nine hitter right now. Outside four-seam fastball, he missed. Gutierrez was taking all the way. So now there's a base runner on and the lineup changes over. And Mondesi comes up 0 for 2 with a strike on the flyout. Hitting 256 with two homers and seven RBIs this season. And that silly tiger that the Royals use with the big giant crown on his head is dancing on top of the dugout of the Chicago White Sox trying to amp up this crowd. The pitch on the way and the lefty Mondesi swings underneath it. 0 and 1 the count. 2 for 22 against Lucas Giolito, Lifetime. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Circle change, a little bit lower. And again, he swung over it. 0-2, one out, bottom of the fifth. Runner on first. This one's lower. He does not chase. The curveball out of the zone. 1-2, the count. This is crunch time for Lucas Giolito. Especially based upon the last few games. Actually, all three of his games before this. He needs to get deeper into the game. This one's chopped over to first. Encarnacion being carried towards second base will just go to second and get the runner on the force on a bang-bang play at second base. A fielder's choice gets Mondesi to first. There's a lot more speed at first but two outs. And an inside changeup taken for a ball 1-0. and Alex Gordon up to the plate right now, hitting six for 32 lifetime. Against Lucas Giolito. The pitch on the way. Inside, jammed him, foul. One and one the count. The pitch. This one's chopped foul. Two outs, bomb at a fifth. One two count to Alex Gordon, the two hitter in the Royals lineup. The runner goes, but it doesn't matter. Swung and missed at an outside fastball up in the zone. Giolito gets out of the fifth. All knotted up at one still. And Edwin Encarnacion will lead off the top of the sixth inning, 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a groundout. He had been on a tear, but the average is back down to 259. He moved up in the order when Jimenez and Grandal were struggling. And for a while was doing well, but now he may need to move down. At some point, Ricky Renteria is going to find the lineup that everybody hits on. But baseball's a funny game as this one's taken for a ball. There's always a couple guys that are not doing very well and a couple guys that are red hot. Everybody else kind of sits in the middle. Four-seamer high in the zone, 2-0. As the lefty reliever, Sucklund, remains in and throws a strike. It's now 2-1. and Top of the sixth inning. The White Sox struck first. The Royals tied it up very quickly afterwards. Nothing has left the ballpark yet, as this one is grounded over to third and quickly over to first on the 6-3 putout. And Aloya Menez, 2-2 two for two with a double and a single, also scored the only run for the White Sox, comes up to the plate. The pitch from the lefty inside at the waist, four-seam fastball taken for ball one. The next delivery is low in the dirt, 2-0. Jimenez has looked solid over the last couple of games, and in this game as well. Seeing the ball well, rips this one down the third base line, it will tail just foul near the pole. The 2-1 pitch. This one swung over on a changeup. He changed the speed, put it in the same spot, and Jimenez was feeling it, but swung too early. The 2-2 pitch. This one's chopped into the Royals' dugout down the first baseline. The pitch. This one is chopped a short, slow roller, but he's going to get it over in plenty of time. Picked out of the dirt, and Jimenez grounds out. Two up, two down so far here in the top of the six as Mazzara comes up 0-2 with a fly-out and a ground-out. Although he has a lefty on the mound, Renterio will let him hit with two outs here on the top of the sixth. This one has chopped the second base right into the shift. Second baseman already out in right field, makes the long throw to first, and Mazzaro one pitch, and he is the third out of the inning. Midway through six, still knotted up at one, eight hits total between these two teams. Eight chilly Monday night, with not a lot of excitement, in a 1-1 contest. Lucas Giolito comes out for the bottom of the sixth with 80 pitches. And Whit Merrifield is 0 for 2. Tries to bunt himself on and bunts foul down the third base line. We saw Byron Buxton lay down, I think, no less than five bunts in the series this past weekend against the Twins. This one is lifted deep in the left field. Jimenez back on his horse. He will get there and make the catch a few feet before the warning track. Merrifield's out on the long fly out to left. There's one out in the bottom of the sixth. For Jorge Soler, was one for two of the double in a run scored. Buxton just kept trying to lay down the bunt for a hit. Always down the third base line. And he was, I think he, he was thrown out three times by Moncada. One of them he bunted foul so many times that he had to pick up the bat and swing and he struck out. And on the final day, in the middle of a blowout, he was so determined to finally do it, he laid down a bunt and got on. On a ball that just hugged the line. And by the time Moncada realized he had to make a play on it, it was too late. Tolaire so is 2-0 against Giolito, who delivers a high foreseen fastball, a face level. And 3-0 now with Sal Perez on deck. One out, bottom of the six. nobody on. Tie game. Giolito went into the line, the pitch on the way. Swung on and belted down the third base line, hooking foul. You got a hold of that one. But it was too foul to matter. This one is deep, though. Nobody's even going to move. This game is no longer tied. Jimenez and Leary Garcia never moved. Out deep in the left field. The solo shot for Soler. His second of the season. 410 feet, got out of here at about 106 miles an hour. And it's 2-1 Royals. The pitch right before that was ripped down the line. And we were saying Soler... It hit too far foul for it to matter. But the very next pitch, that was a no-doubter. It was one of those moments where the ball gets hit and everybody on the field, from the umpires to the pitchers to the outfielders, just don't move and watch it. 2-1 now, Royals here with one out at the bottom of the sixth. Giolito has to go back to work. Perez is up with a walk in the fourth, is 0-for-1, hitting 2-16. Lucas, with pitch number 89 in the game, delivers. Inside circle change taken for a ball two and zero. He has fallen behind on a few of his recent batters. He's behind now. Checks it up, but they're going to say he went around on a slider below the knees. Two and one. Giolito into the wind. The pitch on the way. Swung on and pops straight up. Standing right next to the plate is Grandal as he receives this one and a pop up to the catcher. Brings us to two outs in the bottom of the sixth. With Ryan up, who's two for two. He drove in one of the runs in this game. And Giolito delivers to him. Swung on and missed. Outside lower portion of the zone. 0-1 the count. Giolito into the line. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on a 4 fastball over his bat. Outer portion of the plate. The 0-2 pitch now. In the bottom of the sixth. This one is chopped, fouled on the first baseline. Franco stands on deck. The five-hitter tonight. The four-hitter, O'Hearn, takes a circle change outside. The count goes to one and two. Giolito delivers. This one's fouled off down the first baseline. Rondell sets up in the outer portion of the plate The pitch. Off the end of the bat, it's going to carry out to right. Mazzara, camped underneath it, will make the catch. So even though he's given up only two runs over six innings so far, Lucas Giolito allowed the Royals to take the lead after six, two to 2-1 Kansas City. Kevin McCarthy's going to come in with five games already underneath his belt, a record of 0-1 and, and a 2.08 earned run average over four and a third innings, two strikeouts and a walk. As Leary Garcia steps in to lead off this inning in the top of the seventh, and the Royals' bullpen continues to have double-barrel action, even though this pitcher has to face three. Low outside sinker taken for a strike. 0-1. Oh Leary is 2-for-8 lifetime against this pitcher. And batting from the left side, now that there is a righty in, takes one inside. The count evens at 1. Ian Kennedy and Tim Hill out there. Kennedy's a righty. Hill is a lefty. Meanwhile, Minnesota's retaking the lead in Toronto. They're up 3-2 to two in the 7th. The pitch. Outside sinker, two and one. The White Sox have yet to be shut out this year and have yet to be held to just one run. Their offense has been humming, although they sit with only one run here in the top of the seventh and no outs. This one's fouled off. The count evens at two. The next pitch on the way. Check swing. They say it went around on an outside changeup that would have been a ball. McCarthy strikes out Garcia. One out now on the top of the seventh. Danny Mendick comes in with a walk in the fifth inning. Still hitting 154. And Kennedy into the line. This one's chopped down the third baseline. He's going to get down to the corner. Mendick coming around second base. There's going to be a play at second base. He is underneath the tag safe. And Mendick stands on second with his third double of the year. He has been a base runner now twice for this team. And he will look for the top of the order to get him in. They had ample opportunity to get him in the last time as he led off with a walk, and the Sox could not score him. He was stranded on second base. He's on second base now with one out, Timmy Anderson, who's 0 for 3 with a strikeout in the fifth inning. Up to the bat. Anderson takes his time settling into the batter's box. He's now ready to go, the pitch on the way. Low, slider, ball one. The second offering, low outside corner catches it. Strike one, one at one in the count. Mendick with a natural lead at second base, the pitch on the way. This one is chopped towards short, easy play over to first base. Anderson is now 0 for 4 today. Mendick stuck at second. And it'll be up to Yohan Mancada, who's one for three with a single in the fifth inning, to come up here and drive in the run that could tie this game. Why doesn't he hit a two-run home run and we'll take the lead? How about that? Sinker swung on and missed. 0-1 as it tailed out of the zone. Mancado's back to the left side of the plate. He got that hit from the right side. And he's quickly 0-2 as he swings over another pitch in about the same area. But instead of it being a slider, it was a change. So 0-2 now for Mancado with a runner on second and two outs at the top of the seventh. Royals fans up and cheering for their relief pitchers to hold this lead. The pitch, inside, almost nicked Mancati, gets out of the way. Up at the elbows. One and two the count. The pitch. Swung on and chopped the short. Easy play over. So two ground outs of shortstop in this inning. And the White Sox do not get the run across midway through the seventh. Royals still lead two to one. Here in the bottom of the seventh inning, Lucas Giolito is going to lead off the inning for the Chicago White Sox. And Franco's 0-for-2 2 with two strikeouts. Meanwhile, Jace Fry and Steve Ciszek are up in the bullpen. So you have a lefty and a righty option out there. But Gio is going to kick off the seventh inning. He had a quality start so far today, giving up three runs or less through six innings. It's a quality start. He gave up two, but he trails. First pitch is a ball. The next one rifled out to left field. Jimenez going back towards the track. Plays the one hop and gets it in, but that's a double. Lucas Giolito indicated he was ready to come back out in the seventh. He gives up this hit. It does not look like Ricky Renteria is going to come out and get him yet. He likes what his pitcher's showing in this game, and he wants to give his ace some more leeway out on the mound. The lefty Miller takes a curveball in the dirt. He's one and zero. He's zero for two so far against Giolito with a flyout and a lineout, and he is six for eighteen on the season. The pitch This one is popped up in the shallow center field Garcia will receive it The runner will head back to second So that's one out With the runner stranded on second still in the bottom at a seventh And Kelvin Gutierrez comes up 0 for 1 And Giolito delivers a slider inside at the hip Take him for a ball The 1-0 pitch Ooh Thought he was going to die for a slider Just outside of the zone He takes it he thought about it. 2-0 the count. The next offering. This time he looks like he clearly goes around enough on a check swing. He fell across the plate trying not to swing, and they gave him the benefit of the doubt, and he's 3-0. So Giolito takes a breath and delivers his pitch. Down the middle, foreseen fastball taken, 3-1. One out, of the seventh. 2-1 Kansas City, the pitch. Swung on and missed on a foreseen fastball. 3-2 the count now. Giolito's fought back. And this one is lifted into right field. Mazzara takes a few steps back and will catch it. The runner will not test his arm. And there are two outs now here in the 7th inning. With Deberto Mondesi coming up. And Renteria is going to walk out. Have a quick conversation with his starter. He's got 41 balls thrown and 66 strikes for a total of 107 pitches. He looks like he wants to stay out there. But it looks like they're going to go with the lefty against Mondesi. And Jace Fry is gonna come out. So a nice game by Lucas Giolito. I know he leaves the game losing two to one. I know he can't get the win. But his team might pick him up here. They have a good offense. And he goes six and two thirds and gives up two runs. And really a mistake pitch. Last for inning is the only reason why this game is still not tied. Jace Fry is in for his eighth time this year. He's two and one with a blown save. Four innings pitched only. With an ERA of 6.75, six strikeouts of four walks. Opposing hitters hitting 143 against him, and it's exactly the same for right-handed hitters and lefties. Mondesi's been batting on the left side the entire game, moves over to the right. But he is just about as effective with a lefty or a righty. I think Fry is in there because if he can't get Mondesi, the next guy up, Gordon, has a little bit more trouble with lefties. Quickly, the count is 1-1. One and one. Fry has been used in basically a loogie role. When they try to get him more than two batters, he starts to unravel, even if all of them are left-handed batters and he should match up against them. And we've seen that so far this season. He's a one or two batter guy when there's a rule that says you have to face three unless you finish the inning. So here with two outs and the setup he has, he's perfect for it. He has to excel here or otherwise he's in deep trouble. This one swung on and missed two and two the count. Both strikes have been swinging strikes in the zone, where he has fooled the batter. And Mondesi, 0 for 3, stands in waiting. The pitch. Outside corner he missed. The count goes full. With Gordon on deck hitting 313. But as we said, a little bit less effective against lefty pitchers. Fry needs to face 3. His job is to face 1, 2 at worst if he walks this batter. The pitch. Outside corner he got him on a cut fastball and froze him and the Royals go down on a big strikeout by Jace Fry After seven the score remains two to one with the Sox coming up trying to get back into this game Ian Kennedy on the mound for the Royals He with the 5.40 earned run average and double barrel action going on behind him And Jose Abreu comes up and ties his shoe in the batter's box real quick picks up the bat And he's ready now here in the top of the eighth inning the 3-4-5 hitters for the White Sox. Up in the 8th. And this cut fastball is up and in for ball one. Abreu hits 3-10 lifetime against Kennedy. That's 10 for 27 with a couple of home runs. And his team trails by one here in a low-scoring game on a chilly night on a Monday. The pitch. High four-seam fastball. 2-0. The announced attendance tonight just under 23,000 at 22,978 978 here in Kansas City. The pitch high again ball three make him bring it into the zone don't do him any favors Grandal on deck the pitch on the way outside corner taken for ball four he walked him on four pitches Abreu the designated hitter goes down the first base and Luis Robert we had a night off tonight he's gonna come in and pinch run so Robert's gonna run for Abreu he's out of the game here in the eighth inning Robert has some speed, and White Sox trying to get something going here, with Grondahl now on the left side of the plate, taking ball one on a knuckle curve. 1-0 pitch. Kennedy has yet to find the plate this inning. The pitch on the way, and Robert's going to go. You knew that was happening. High pitch, take it for a strike. He's underneath the tag. He has his eighth stolen base of the season, and ties Tim Anderson atop the majors. That's why he came in. So now, with no outs here in the top of the eighth, the tying run is on for the White Sox. And a 1 1 count to Grandal. Sox have stranded several on second today. The pitch swung on and fouled off down the third base line into the stands. So it's going to be a 1 2 count here. Kennedy delivers. This one's fouled off. He's protecting outside the zone and low. 0 for 3 is Grandal tonight. He's been in a slump. The pitch from Kennedy. Inside brushes him back on a cut fastball two and two Robert on second with speed a hit will score him the pitch on the way Inside in the dirt. It's gonna get away is Robert going to advance. No, he thought about it He gets back to second as it got behind the catcher and hit the umpire's foot Robert was going and then realized that ball didn't go all the way back the 3-2 pitch out in the left field that will be caught in it's shallow Gordon He's able to hold Robert at second base. So now there's one out here in the top of the eighth inning. For Edwin Encarnacion, who's 0-for-3 with a ground out in the sixth. And he just needs to get one in fair territory and down. And I think Luis Robert would do the rest. High cut oh. fastball, taken for a ball. A 333 33 average with runners in scoring position. 0-for-3 tonight, though. The four and the five hitters for the White Sox have been 0 for 0 for 7 to be exact up to this point You don't want to go 0 for 8. This one's fouled off 1 and 1 the count Robert with a healthy lead Kennedy checks him looks in in the pitch Swung on and fouled straight back 1 and 2 So you get a runner on second base and the 4 and 5 hitters come up and they're behind in the count as This one is a called third strike cut fastball at the letters Encarnacion takes a pitch That he should have protected on. And now we have two outs. So you get the leadoff runner on. You pinch run. Robert gets the second on a stolen base. And your four and your five hitters go down. And Aloy Jimenez hitting two for three comes up now. And has to save the day. Inside pitch at his hip. Four-seam fastball taken for ball one. He's got a double and a single. And he scored the only run of the game for the White Sox. It is two to one here. In the top of the eighth with two outs. Jimenez... Trying to bring home one of the other young core players for the White Sox and Robert. This one is swung on a knuckle curve down the first baseline. Good inside pitch in the strike zone. He could only foul that off. The next one on the way, high and outside, taken. Two and one the count. The seven hitter is Mazzaro. He is on deck. Robert leads. Outside, and he chased after it. That would have been a ball. Instead, it's two and two. Kennedy looks in, and the pitch. Inside pitch on the hand, swung on and missed. The Royals crowd is up and cheering, and the White Sox threatening getting nothing. Midway through the eighth, we still trail by one. So Jace Fry will pitch to Alex Gordon to lead off this inning. He finished last inning, so according to the rules, he can come out after Gordon. So he's got a lefty that does not do well against left-handed pitching. Fry stays out there, but is off the hook to have to pitch to the third guy. And it's a 1-1 count. The pitch. Swung on and chopped down the third baseline foul. Gordon's 0-3 and Fry's on his 10th pitch right here with a 1-2 count. Swung on and missed on a cut fastball outside at the corner. Fry struck out two so far in this game. That's likely it for him. Like I said, he's a limited action guy. And they're going to go get Steve Ciszek. His seventh appearance, he's 1-0. He's got no earned run average. Over seven and a third, nine strikeouts and three walks. Opposing hitters hitting below 150 against him. He takes over with one out here in the bottom of the eighth and his team down by one. Sacks keep threatening, but they've only been able to score once and have left plenty of runners on in scoring position. As this one's taken for a ball, one and zero. Merrifield, 0 for three, stands in. The pitch takes a sinker low in the zone for a strike, one and one. Ciesiek, the side armor. Who pitches the same whether or not there's somebody on or not? It's just one quick step and straight to the plate. Throws a slider just outside the zone, two and one. This one's popped up in foul territory right at third base. Moncada will make the play standing about a foot and a half away from the third base coach, who stayed in the box. I think Johan would have had to push him if that ball went that way. He wasn't getting out of the way. Two outs now and a bomb in the bottom of the eighth inning. Jorge Soler comes up two for three. He had that big bomb. That broke this tie a few innings ago against Lucas Giolito. He takes a strike. 0-1 right now with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. Inside pitch on the corner. He does not swing, and he gets the call. That's a ball. 1-1. Ciszek working quickly. Working inside again on a sinker, and he lays off a second time. 2-1. The pitch. Swung on and missed. A sinker now moving to the outer portion of the plate. Staying in the zone. And the count evens at 2. Rondell sets up on the inside the pitch Tries to get him to go inside on a slider and he lays off So they keep trying to go inside corner Just inside the strike zone And they can't get him to go 3-2 sinker is fouled straight back Full count, two outs, bomb at the eighth Solaire awaits the pitch This one's chopped foul down the first base line The pitch on the way This one also fouled on the line you're looking at the White Sox here in the top of the ninth inning, trailing by one. It's the bottom of the order of the 7-8-9. Mazzara, Garcia, and Mendick are scheduled. Round ball shortstop, Anderson, tosses over to Encarnacion. And that inning is over. So the White Sox will try to come back here in the top of the ninth against the Royals, trailing 2-1. Scott Barlow comes in to try to close the game. He's 0-1 in save opportunities, and he's 0-1. He's 0-1. Record-wise, he's only pitched one inning. He's had two appearances. Nomar Mazzara will lead off. The righty against Mazzara, the pitch on the way. Swung on and sent down the first baseline foul. He was on that one quick. He liked what he saw. He just could not slow down the bat a little bit. And this one he popped straight back, and he just missed one. Mazzara, aggressive at the plate, but is 0-2. As the crowd's on their feet, looking for a rare win for the Royals. as they have only four this season. This pitch is outside, one and two the count. Mazar is 0-3 on the day. White Sox hitters have not done well. Neither have the Royals hitters. Very low scoring game. The lowest scoring game thus far to this point for the White Sox. This one is chopped the first. It'll be a three on assist as he takes it on one hop. And there's one out here in the ninth inning. The Sox have two more here in Kansas City before they go home. The quick turnaround with four against the Rangers got beat up today by the Yankees and then three against these Royals the pitch this one's chopped back into the catcher's mask by Garcia Owen won the count one for three is Garcia he stands in there this one's outside taken for a ball one and one the 1-1 pitch on the way swung on and chopped back to first base another three unassisted and that was just deja vu. There are two outs now in the ninth inning and nobody on. Danny Mendick comes up here in the ninth inning. Mendick has hit well today at the plate. He's one for one. He's drawn two walks. He's had good at bats. Swings on a four-seam fastball in the zone and misses 0-1 oh, the count. You understand why Renteria says, let the guy go up there. He's seen the ball well. Most of my guys are not. So the nine-hitter is not pinch hit for. And this pitch is on the way. In the dirt, a slider, 1-1 one one the count. Two outs, top of the ninth. Sox struck first. Royals eventually tied and then took the lead a few innings ago on a solo shot. Not a lot of offense in this game for either team. White Sox have stranded a lot of runners. Another outside pitch brings the count to three and one with Timmy Anderson on deck. He's 0 for 4, and he would like to get one more chance today. And I'd like to see him get it. Mendick trying to get on base for. Him. Inside pitch taken. Ball four, so the tying run will go down to first base. Adam Engel comes in the pinch run in this game to give some speed in front of Tim Anderson, who's 0-4 today and does not look good at the plate. With two outs in the top of the ninth. And he takes a pitch on the inside corner for a strike. 0-1 the count. Scott Barlow trying to save this game for the Royals. Timmy Anderson trying to ruin the Royals' day. And with his history with this team, you got to see what happens. This one is chopped to second. It almost gets through the hole. A great diving stab and a throw from the knees. And this game is over. That almost got through. It would have been first and third, but instead the game is over and the White Sox drop their second in a row to the Kansas City Royals 2-1. The good news in this day is Lucas Giolito. He goes over six. He gets a quality start, even though he gave up the home run in the sixth inning. He goes into the seventh. Gets two out. He should feel more confident overall, even though he takes the loss in this game. His offense could not get him anything. I can't blame a pitcher when he does what Giolito did, and he only gives up two runs. His offense gave him nothing. One run in the second. It was immediately given back in the bottom of the second. The home run in the sixth sinks the White Sox. Giolito drops to one and two. The win goes to the relief pitcher, Soglund, and Barlow gets the save his first of the year. The official player of the game is to the Royals, and that's Jorge Soler, who had two for four with the big deciding home run and a double in this game as well. Soler scored both runs for the Royals. Danny Mendick went one for one with a double and three walks. He was on base all day, and nobody could score him. Aloy Jimenez, two for four with a double and a run scored. Leary Garcia goes one for four with a triple and the only RBI for the White Sox. And Abreu, one for three with a walk and a strikeout. There's not much else to say about this game except we will be back tomorrow for Tuesday Baseball here in Kansas City. The season series is tied at two. The White Sox trail this three-game series by one game. But all is not lost, and Dallas Keuchel takes them out. We'll see you tomorrow from Kansas City. You've been listening to a White Sox simulated broadcast, a simulated season. Make sure you check out SoxOn35th.com for the box score and the final wrap-up and continue to take care of the businesses that take care of us including family waterproofing solutions and our sponsor, Cork and Carry at the Park. My name is Chris Lanuti. You've been listening to Socks in the Basement found everywhere podcast. can be found and always at SocksintheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement.